You're listening to Proselytize. Or Proselytize. everyone, welcome to another episode of Proselytize or Apostatize. I'm your host, Titus. David could not make it today. I just got a text from him, and he said his wife is throwing up. So we don't really want that in the background. Um, so I am hosting this all by my lonesome, but thankfully I've got two amazing guests joining me. I'll introduce them in just a second. One thing that I've been wanting to do in this podcast is talk a little bit more about what is most important to me Uh, because I'm I'm on, like we talked about last episode, I'm on two different podcasts. One explores sort of an Anabaptist approach to politics, and this, this podcast kind of explores apologetics, and I think both of these things are really important and can build the kingdom. But what's even more important to me is is to really see the church wake up and rise out of the apathy that it is in right now in our country. And more specifically, to see the church begin to reach out to the lost and share the gospel, especially in parts of the world where the gospel is never reached. So hopefully we can sort of explore some of those themes in the future on, on some episodes in this feed Although we kind of already got our, our theme for this podcast, so I don't know how I'm gonna how I'm gonna get the ship righted, but um, I'm I'm definitely into apologetics. David is into apologetics, but we're gonna probably be throwing in some different themes on this podcast as well. And so this show is, is kind of exploring that because you know, in in regard to to sharing my faith, which is something I really want the church to begin to do more. Uh, I used to do a lot of it on the streets. I used to go out in the streets of Charlottesville and just walk up to random people and be like, hey, do you believe in God or where do you think you're going after you die? Which is not a great way to start a conversation. Uh, people tend to get a little bit upset, you know, and it's pretty awkward. But I was you know, really uh, serious about this whole idea of like sharing my faith and, and proclaiming the gospel. Uh, so I, I was, have done this for like four or five years with almost zero success. Like one thing one thing about Americans is they are sick and tired of hearing about Christianity and they're definitely not into someone walking up to them on the streets and just starting to ask them about their relationship with God, right? Uh, so I've, I've had almost zero success with this, although I, I've tried it a lot. But just this year, th- I've had a new opportunity uh, I've quote unquote cast my nets on the other side, right? And I, I stopped, <laughs> for the most part, stopped trying to share the gospel with Americans. And I've begun building relationship with international scholars here in Charlottesville, Virginia. So we have a, a university here in Charlottesville, University of Virginia. It's where the alt-right came and, and did the whole march with tiki torches. But anyways, that's another topic for another time. Uh, so... We, we've got the U, we've got UVA here, and there's a lot of international students, of course, but there's also international like exchange scholars, and they come over here from China, from other countries. But we've been specifically building relationships with international scholars from China, 
And this started with my friend Wei. Uh, he's been my friend for a long time, actually did a lot of evangelism with me. Uh, he was attending a Chinese church here in Charlottesville. And this Chinese church is, is pretty unusual because a lot of non-Christian Chinese folks come to this church, uh, I guess just to find community. We can ask <laughs> the, the non-Christian on our show today why he goes. Uh, but it, it is an unusual church. It's really cool because there's a lot of non-believers who come to it. And, and so Wei, my, my Christian Chinese friend who lives here in the States, has been going to this church and building relationships with these uh, international scholars. And he, he began inviting them to English classes. So, you know, a lot of them, you know, they know grammar really well. They know vocabulary very well. But they just haven't had a lot of practice actually speaking English. Um, so our classes are basically we just get together and hang out and talk, and, and they can practice their English which is great because, you know, we, we talk to them about what's most important to us, which is our faith. So we've been able, through these classes, to build relationships with them and to use it just as sort of a natural way to talk about our faith. And Wei and his friends have also been organizing events for them, uh, you know, canoeing trips, camping trips. Uh, so that's been really good, too. And so this, this has been really, really cool. I've been able to, to build relationships with a lot of these folks, and I'll be like, hey, you want to go out for coffee? And we'll go out for coffee, and I'll, I'll just straight up ask them, hey, what do you think about this Christianity that you're hearing so much about? Which, you know, to most Americans if, if will offend them, but these people are actually really interested in Christianity. I think maybe there's something to come into a new country and just learning about the customs and the religion of this new country. They're really interested, in, and, and a lot of them, you know, haven't heard much about Christianity in China. They're atheists or just non-religious. Uh, so they've been super open, and we have seen, at, at least in my class, we've seen four people become Christians and, and get baptized, and uh, that's just been so exciting to me because for like five years I've been trying to do this with almost zero success, and then in one year, in a period of about nine months, I've seen four people repent of their sins, uh, believe in Jesus, and become baptized. Three of them are, are one of them has returned to China. Some of them are also, the other two are also returning to China soon. And uh, the, the fourth is actually, he, he's living here in America. He's actually Korean, uh, but he's living here in America and has joined my church and is following Jesus as a disciple. And it's just so cool to see what God's doing in his life. So he is our first guest today. His name is Sang Lee. He's from South Korea. Um, Sang, thanks so much for coming on the show. Why don't you just tell us, first of all, how you got involved with the Chinese church, because that's really how we first got to know each other. Uh, I, I came here, came to Charlottesville again uh, last November. I was a UVA graduate student from 2002 to 2008. So I'm kind of familiar with this place, and I'm just catching up many things again uh, from Charlottesville and I happened to uh, meet Titus about four months ago and by that time I went to a Chinese church instead of any just uh, American churches uh, because I had uh, I had a Chinese colleague who is working with me and uh, by that time like for, for five months ago or something I we were talking about our work our our projects together and then like 
my colleague was struggling with some kind of some, some difficult problem and just I uh, I prayed for him uh, like s simply saying like probably God will help you someday so that was very like a simple sentence that I just talked to him uh, without any reason and like a few days later he stopped by my, my office and then like he urged me to urged me to go to the Chinese church to learn the Bible with so well I asked him why he recommended that place and just he he said just I had to go there so so I I had really strong feeling that I had to go there for him and like I felt something and then uh, when I just went to the Chinese church to just learn the Bible I met many uh good people like who led me to learn more about just God and Christianity so like that happened amazingly so just definitely God worked on me to know more about him so very good and tell us a little bit about when you were back in South Korea what your level of exposure was to Christianity um, you know how kind of what was your view of Christianity back then and, and what was your religious background also? My religious background was mostly an atheist and I think most Koreans are atheists, I guess. And like I had pretty good exposure to Christianity because of my uh, experience, st uh, studying experience in the U.S., I think. And I happened happen to know one uh, famous p American pastor whose name was whose name is uh, Joel Austin, and like I listened to uh, listened to listened to uh, his uh, podcast very uh, like frequently to like like learn English basically because his sermons were like very very like easy to understand and his messages were always clear. You know what I'm saying. So <laughs> So I kind of liked uh, his uh, like speech and uh, sermons, and just one thing that he mentioned one day was to pitch your tent uh, in the right place. I, I remember that uh, that uh, that message because I think I pitched my tent to uh, in the right place now okay. because when I was in Korea, I tried to pitch my tent in many places and it wasn't successful. But here, just wherever I just pitched my tent, I was I was able to meet really good people, and just everything became really successful. So, so anyway, so I had pretty I learned many things about like his uh, regular sermons, I think, and always I had some kind of eager to learn Christianity, but uh, I didn't have really strong pull to be closer to this Christianity and uh, I suffered really like severe difficulties in Korea uh, I, I wouldn't explain what the suffering was but <laughs> I had really a uh, personal like suffering severely in Korea and by that time I thought about that Jerotin's uh, message again I need to pitch my tent to the right place and then I decided I just made a plan to just uh, return to US and then 
that happened and then but just when I just arrived here to the uh, in the US I didn't know uh, where to start like I well like basically I tried many things I I searched like good churches because I I knew a little bit about like denominations so like I uh, I didn't want to just stick with one denomination and I tried like non-denominational churches basically so I found like two candidates and then but I didn't have uh, like enough courage to just go visit there because I didn't know anyone from those churches so I kind of hesitated for a long time but just sort of a sudden I just that one of my Chinese colleagues just recommended uh, going his Chinese church and then just everything just uh like happened just yeah. just just got planned i guess yeah. very good so i, I want to come back to you in a little bit and and hear some more details of your testimony how you eventually decided to give your life 100 percent to jesus and how you got baptized and all that but before we get to that let's introduce our second guest today his name is thomas i don't even know your last name what's your last name Cheng. Cheng? Thomas Chen, <laughs> surprise, his last name is Chen, he's from China. <laughs> um, yeah, Thomas is a, a, has a PhD in English, is that correct, Thomas? Yeah. yeah, so hey, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your religious upbringing in China? D was your family atheist or Buddhist, or what was your religious upbringing like there? Okay, thank you, Titus, for inviting me here. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, my family back in China, uh, I think um, they are basically atheist. But uh, sometimes they go to some religious places like Buddhist temple, or some Taoist temple, or or they do some ancestor worship mm. uh, during the spring festival, and uh, some traditional Chinese festivals. They they may go to do some activities. Uh, like ancestor worship. So basically, my father is an atheist, and uh, my mother, when I was a child, he used to tell take me to go to some Buddhist temple to pray for good luck. Mm. Okay, um, and uh, but I don't think they have some serious religious belief. It's just some 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 activities wishing for good luck yeah yeah so growing up in china did you hear much or anything about christianity like as a teenager in school growing up what 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 did you hear about christianity yeah i actually i heard a lot about christianity okay. and that's why i i'm so interested in it uh, back in china when i was a little kid i heard something about this religion and uh, something bad about them and some something good about them hmm. both sides yes but uh, during my high school years i i become to become interested in this religion and uh, i read some foreign literatures which is quite close closely linked to this belief because i think every english literature there must be some Christianity concept. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, without Christianity, 
there will be no English literature. So, mm. so when I go to the when I went to the college and become a English major and do research on English literature, so I think Christianity is a is a it's a must for me to to deal with. So yeah. I have to get a very deep relationship with this yeah face. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's great. And saying I want to come back to you. So you you shared your story about how you know Joel Osteen's teachings impacted you in South Korea, and then you you came to America. And you felt like God led you into this this Chinese church, um, but at that point you had not yet fully surrendered your life to Jesus, and you had not yet been baptized. So can you explain, sort of, over the next couple months, why you decided you wanted to become a all-out disciple of Jesus? Mm, the first thing that I experienced from that Chinese church was that I met my old friend there when I just visited that for the first time. That was kind of amazing experience uh, to me because uh, when I just visited that Chinese church, I didn't know anyone from that church. And then I couldn't just speak Chinese, basically. Mm -hmm. So I looked for someone who could just communicate with me. And then I saw one uh, old American man there. And I, I was sitting just next to him and started my conversation, our conversation together. And then I just didn't recognize him. Like, and, but he, in the middle of our conversation, he just wrote down his name on a paper. And then I, when I saw his name, I just knew that he was my friend from my, like 10 years ago. So, so like, his name was Norman Patch, by the way. <laughs> I was really surprised like so wow probably this is kind of a message God just sent me that just he wanted to like God wanted me to see something about his power so I was really surprised so so and then the, the main reason why I just pursued this Christianity was that I couldn't like find really good answers about my suffering in Korea so I just wanted to find like some answers from the Bible and just when I just uh, started learning about the Bible I found the truth like what what the truth truth is in this world from that Bible so like that naturally just led me to just get to know more about Christianity and uh, like all about Jesus. So and of course it's when I just met uh Titus and my just good friend Wei, I realized that like how Christians are different from like others. Like so like many things just affected me to be real Christian, I think. Nice. That's awesome. So uh, since you, you got baptized, you were baptized at my church uh, how has your life been different? Like, have you had more joy, more peace? I mean, obviously, when we become Christians, it's not like everything is just suddenly extremely easy. But, like, what what real differences have you seen in your life? I would say I have more peace. I have more joy. I I got to know what joy means, basically. Like, uh, back like, before baptism, I didn't know, like, Probably I knew like uh, 
like happiness probably but like so i i learned what the difference between happiness and joy basically so i i could be like i became more joyful uh so and like i so basically i think i don't do something that i did frequently before i i often just drink some alcohol like some a couple of just uh a, a couple of bottles of beer but i don't drink anymore like i, I don't need to buy any of these those al uh like alcohol alcoholic beverages like, so so that so that is pretty big change like with me like so i feel like somebody's watching me watching over me but that is true somebody's watching over me but i always feel like somebody's watching over me yeah. in a good way i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's great not like some creepy stalker <laughs> right <laughs> No, that's amazing. That that's it's it's been so encouraging for all of us to watch what God's been doing in your life, and and it's it's been amazing. So, uh, Thomas, you are not yet a Christian, and you know we we've actually had these discussions plenty of times before. You know, we go out for coffee with with Sang and Thomas and and talk about this stuff. So this is definitely not the first time we've talked about it. Um, but why don't you just share? Um, where you're at, what what your view of Christianity is at the moment. Well, actually, let, let's do this. Let's start here. Uh, I think you do believe in a higher power at this point, right? Yes, okay. exactly. You believe in a higher power. Uh, do you believe that that Jesus was a historic figure, like in history? Yes, I believe he's a historic figure. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you believe that Jesus was the physical human manifestation of that higher power, or are you not there yet? In other words, it was Jesus God. <laughs> I believe there is a kind of higher power there, but I'm not so so sure whether Jesus Christ is the physical manifestation of that higher power. Okay. Okay. We we've talked about this before, and the interesting thing to me is that you've said that. To you, it's not really an issue of the historic facts surrounding Jesus. It's not really something that you think you can necessarily look at rationally and figure out which worldview, whether it's Christianity or atheism, makes the most logical, rational sense. But you, you said that it's more a, a matter of the will. So can you kind of explain what you mean a little more by that? Okay. Um let me first share some of my experience. Sure. Okay. Uh, as early as in my high school years, I get I got contact with Christian belief, and at that time, naturally, I feel there is a higher power above us, and we should follow him, and uh, he is there to watch over us and uh, protect us and uh, we have a very strong figure to resort to when we face difficulties or s suffering so from that time when i read more about christian writings and uh, the bible especially the bible i think i my life was deeply affected and influenced by this place my friends usually tell me that i'm a my character, my personality is uh, quite peaceful, 
and strong inside and hum and quite humble and uh, no matter difficult times or easy times always keep on one goal that's what they describe about me so i think most of these characters i think they are they are influenced by by the christian faith and uh, i remember very clear. The most impressive thing for me is one time once I read a a, a basketball magazine, and uh, it described a tattoo on my favorite basketball star Kobe Bryant on his right arm. That's the Psalm 23 from the Bible. Mm. God is my shepherd, and He leads me to the green pasture and leads me to the still water. Yeah. So that's Titus taught. Yeah. <laughs> taught in. That this class so i at that time i was i was so deeply impressed by these these verses and i feel that maybe i was that sh name and uh, there is a higher power lead me to some 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 green pasture and still yeah. water and i can find peace and strength there so it's always a very touching passage from the Bible, and uh, I think a lot of examples come from that book. So I think my life was deeply imp uh, influenced by this place. And concerning my 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 my, <laughs> my talking last time mm. about the will, I think if if I'm going to be a Christian, uh, I think the historical facts are not important to me. I think what is most important is for me to have that will to follow Him to know that this higher power give me peace and strength and love for everyone and make me keep on no matter in smooth times or difficult times. Mm. Yeah, so <laughs> you, you, you've been so impressed by Christianity and by the Bible and, and you feel like you know there is a higher power and you've been I guess blessed by what Christianity has to offer, um, and yet you you don't you, you don't take that plunge and just become a Christian. You know what what do you think it is that's holding you back from that? Mm, I think maybe some personal issues, and uh, and also my my stubbornness. I think mm. I was ha. I I always have this kind of uh, concept. If I am going to be a Christian, I am going to be a fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. Yes. You mean a very sincere Christian or a very very sincere yeah. Christian and stick to the Bible. Yeah. And uh, to be a real Christian, not like some <laughs> fake <laughs> Christian, <laughs> some fake Christian or the unqualified Christian. Mm. So I think one reason is that I think I don't reach that point to be well prepared to be a real Christian. And so I, I think that's what, what you're doing is actually something that Jesus encouraged everyone to do because, you know, many times modern Christian evangelists will try to get thousands of people to, you know, raise their hand and say, I want to become a Christian in some meeting. But none of, n not none of them, but a lot of them <laughs> aren't really considering the cost of what it means to become a Christian. Yeah. They're just making some emotional response. And, and this is something I've seen in, in all of 
uh, the, you know, my students in this English class is that everyone really takes it seriously. Um, you know, that when, when you choose to follow Jesus, it means you're forsaking all of your past, your old life, you're repenting and you're choosing to become like what you said, an actual sincere disciple of Jesus, who's going to pursue it with, with their whole heart. And this is something that Jesus always did. You know, often when Jesus had a big crowd of people is when he would start giving his most difficult teachings and it would turn all the many of the crowds away and he would only be left with a few people. But those few people were the sincere ones left. <laughs> you know, he's weeding out all the ones who weren't very interested and he wanted to be left with just the ones who were passionate. In fact, in the book of Acts, after Jesus ascended, it said there's there's only about 120 people who were really still around following him. So we don't think of some great world leader as someone who only has 120 followers. But Jesus, when he left Earth, only had 120, and yet he changed the whole world and changed all of history. So I think he knew that rather than getting crowds of people who are not extremely committed, just get a few people who are extremely committed and, and empower those people, and those people will go change the world. So I think you're in a good place. Like what you're doing is you're counting the cost, you're considering it, rather than just making some emotional response that isn't really from your heart. I don't know if, if that if you think that describes well yeah what you're experiencing exactly. saying do you have anything here you want to say i totally uh agree with like uh thomas like conservative approach yeah. because if you think this seriously th then like that con con conservation comes from that kind of like aspect so and then if if you just uh once you realize the goodness of this Christianity, and you will be really sincere uh, Christian later. So, thank you. Absolutely, we're all we're here in uh, the Charlottesville House of Prayer building where I I teach the English class. We actually just got done with English class, and my wife is sitting here on the couch. I thought of it. I've never actually had my wife introduce herself on the podcast. I've got a wonderful wife. Her name is Brenna Halley Kipfer. She's sitting here scrolling through pictures of our son on her phone. You want to jump on my podcast feed after about 20 episodes and say some great words to our listeners? Hello, everybody. That, that's, that's great. And anything besides hello? Um, I don't know. This is kind of on the spot. Yeah, I, I put her on the spot. And what what would you say? I mean, you kind of heard what... Thomas was saying there, um, what, do you have any thoughts on kind of where he's at in his journey? I think it's definitely very important to count the cost and be genuine with a decision to follow Christ because there's just too many people out there that are saying they're Christians, but it looks totally not like Jesus. And I think it's because it's more... Um, just something that they're saying more than acting on it. So really digging deep and figuring out what it would be like to follow Jesus, I think, is really important. Yeah, for sure. My son Zion is sitting here. Let's see if he can make some baby noises for the mic. Hi, Zion. I don't know if you heard that. He was making some... Very cute baby noises. Anyways, we're going to wrap this episode up, unless you have something you want to say yet, Thomas, in closing. Mm. 
Okay, I got something to say. All right, maybe so we're just getting started. <laughs> I'm always concerned since I know Christianity and the history of of its development and its spread in the Western world. I'm not, and I am always concerned that the power and the belief and the faith is declining in the Western world. Mm. But actually, for me, for personally, for me, I hope this faith and this power can get stronger. I think some of its values, it's uh, it's quite important for this world, not uh, not not only for the Western world, but also for the whole world. So, I do hope that this Christian power, this faith, can get stronger, can turn around from decline, not mm. only in the U.S. but in some European countries. So, this was. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. My you hope. you sound like someone who I I want to have on my team. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully you soon get on board and and can use that passion to see Christianity grow and become stronger um and and also, you know, making disciples of your own and and winning people to Christ. I think that would be amazing. Um but yeah, like like we said, you're in a good place. You're counting the cost. You're on that journey. So I'm sure God has great things in store. Thank you. Anything you want to say in closing, saying? I think Thomas today uh, showed his full potential to be really good Christian uh, <laughs> in the fu near future. There you go. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This was sort of an unusual episode, but I really enjoyed it. Um, make sure to share this podcast with your friends if you benefit from it. And reach out to us and let us know sort of what kind of episodes you would like to hear in the future you can send your emails to proselytize or apostatize at gmail.com i promise i will return the emails i check the email now and then and there's crickets there's nothing you guys are not sending me emails um which is fine if you don't want to send me an email don't send it by all means i'm not here to coerce my other podcast the third way podcast we all always talk about not coercing people and how the government uses violent coercion and I'm not into that. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next time.